This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We're going to be visiting with the Rutherford County Juvenile Court System today, learning more about the system and how it's being impacted by COVID-19. Judge Donna Scott Davenport is our guest this morning on a chilly morning. It is. It's like people were complaining. Not complaining, but can you believe this warm weather? Well, it doesn't seem like D.C. It doesn't seem like, well, careful what you wish for, because we right. got it. I was enjoying the 60 degrees yes. myself. Seems like no matter what, we are just not happy people, are we? We just got to complain. always want something different. Uh, but give us a little of this, and we'll look forward to the warm weather. Absolutely, again. yeah. Our phone number, if you want to join us in conversation, 615-893-1450. And I want to remind all of you, we cannot talk about specific cases. Uh, You can't call for advice, legal advice, things of that sort. But if you're concerned about something and if you've been a victim, uh, this this is a good opportunity to share your thoughts and uh, just have a, a good conversation about this and hopefully... This conversation will help a lot of people. Judge Davenport, we thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, it's morning. my pleasure. We've been together about 10 or 11 years, I it think. It has Mark, been a while. October, yeah. It really has. With this COVID-19, which we've never had anything like this, nobody expected it to last this long, what is it doing to the juvenile court system? Well, you know, we were just beginning to get caught up from all the cases that we were not allowed to hear uh, from the Chief Justice's first order and then second order. And then we were able to enlarge, uh, not have more than 10 people in the courtroom if we could still social distance and enlarge that a little bit if we could still practice that. And then with our numbers going back up and a a lot of attorneys and um, some judges uh, having getting the the, uh, COVID-19 that some people were just not being that vigilant about enforcing his order. And I think we have done that in juvenile court in all three of our uh, little courtrooms. But from his last order about two weeks ago, of course, they canceled jury trials, which doesn't impact juvenile because um, we don't have a jury. But he did enforce again, we really need to social distance. So I had... Um, started with turning chairs around and that would be an indicator don't sit there you would think right well they just turn them back around (laughs) but we because we we have massive people and especially in the docket that i that i am responsible for um and child support we've gotten those numbers manageable and they're waiting in the lobby or in their cars but on my tuesday docket and that's where the children have broken the law those numbers are pretty uh, high, and 
So we're just taking maybe two or three families at a time, depending on if two parents or one parent. And um, I took the chairs out of the courtroom when this last order came down. And right now I have three tables and only two people can sit at a table, and that's it. And then one side of the courtroom is uh, the DCS staff, YSO, those type of staff people we have to have in the courtroom. But they're having to wait till their case is called. There's no more to see everybody come in and, and sit. And then the left side is for our families and our and our youth on that Tuesday docket. But um, and it, it's a, it's an inconvenience. It's it's hard for our court deputies. They're having to adjust, and it's hard for our people because they're told, "Well, go back in your car and wait if we're at our capacity in the lobby," because we've got three courts going every day. So there's a lot of movement in the building. So um, we had a talk about this cold weather that we knew we were going to be getting for the winter. What do we do? And um, somebody suggested try to see if we get a couple of the heaters. But people would just want to all be around the heater. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so right. That wouldn't work. So uh, we're going to try to control those numbers on Tuesday a little bit more. And then they, you know, staff just has to be out there in the code to do the intake and, and, and either allow people to come in and have negotiations because we used to have it in the lobby and we can't do that. It's too, we can't have that many people in there. So it, and I appreciate everybody that is uh, working hard to make that happen and especially our youth and their families because they don't know when they come in what they're, they're, they're scared to death. They don't know that it's uncertain. It's the first time dealing with court. And then we put that on top of them. You know, that you need to go back out in your car or wait or if you want to sit. Now, those pretty days, it, it was not a problem. Everybody enjoyed sitting around and, uh, you know, standing around in the nice weather. But now that we've got uh, this cold weather, we're ha- we'll face that this morning. But I think that we've got it under control. But that's the biggest change we've had in the past um, month or so with the weather. Now, with your abused cases... Uh, we were seeing those gradually getting back to normal with the kids being in school. Well, now they're out of school again. Uh, are, are, how can how can we keep control over this? How can we help the children? Well, I, I think, and we we say this probably every month. If you have any indicator that you think something is not right in a home, either a neighbor or a relative or a friend then reach out to the Department of Children's Services. You can call them or you can go on their webpage and report what you think might be uh, an abandonment issue or a neglect issue. It doesn't have to really be a physical uh, abuse type thing. But a lot of our children are just neglected and and left to, to fend for themselves. So you can always do that because our reporters are our... In Rutherford County, our main reporters, of course, of our teachers, our guidance counselors, and our, our police, our SROs, and even the city officers that are in the schools. And the numbers did go down drastically when they were closed. And we had started uh, increasing and in seeing more and more uh, of those removals. Now, you mentioned uh, about abandonment. What a terrible day this would be to be uh, abandoned by the people that you trust your family. Well, and sometimes they do leave, They, but they might leave them with somebody and say, I'll be back in a few hours, or I'll be back, you know, I'm going to need some time to myself for the weekend, and they don't return. So they may leave them with somebody that they think will take care of them or be responsible. And 
they leave them a lot, neglected, em- uh, abandonment, and neglected emotionally. They now, just let them fend for themselves. Do the people who get the children, uh, who uh, basically had the child abandoned in their care, do they know that that, that person is not going to come back? I think that we do have a f- a, several of those. And they go, well, they said they'd be back Sunday night, and here it is Wednesday, and I can't take care. i got enough of my own, or I just can't do this. And they may call the department. You know, they may take that baby or child to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then sometimes they immediately, if they're not back and they say they're going to be back 6 o'clock Wednesday, they may be on that phone, you know. And sometimes they keep them. And they don't have any type of court order or anything legally that allows them. That's what they don't understand. If you leave a child with somebody without some type of power of attorney from both parents and that child gets sick or needs something from school, they don't have any legal authority to make any decisions. Even if it's aunts, uncles, grandparents? No, nobody does, only parent. So if you don't have a legal document, then if the child got sick and you had to take, they would say, well, are you the guardian? And it depends on how deep they they ask. You know, they may say, yeah, I've been the guardian for six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. But no legal uh, power of attorney or no legal custody or guardianship order by the court. So that, that, again poses a risk for the child. So these are things that are happening right now. Uh, and, and you wonder, how could, how could a parent just leave a child? Because when they take the child over there, they probably know that they're not coming back for a period of time or period. Or they may have good intentions that they're going to. They, they sometimes... They might. And then if they have an addiction, that addiction takes control. Ah. Okay. And and they may be in a crack house. They may be somewhere where they can't get back with transportation. All kinds of, of things can happen. And they may have good intentions of saying, you know, 24 hours I'll be back. And something grabs a hold of them. And they just emotionally or physically just cannot get back and be that. I've had them, not recently, uh, but I've had them abandoned babies, newborn babies in the hospital. Just abandon Just the walk out of the hospital. Yeah. How long does it take for the hospital to realize that happened? Oh, immediately. They're going to know immediately that, that she left. And those are usually the children that need, they're in NIC unit, that need some more special care instead of just a, a healthy newborn day or two and then you leave. These are usually the ones that are, are lingering a little bit more for medical uh, attention. What and, happens when that? Oh, they, the hospital is an automatic reporter, so they'll call the Department of Children's Services, and that's a priority one. They'll get up there immediately, whoever's on call, and then they'll start calling around. They'll try to locate mom or any information the hospital has about family or relatives. They'll always try to reach out to somebody, and then if not, then we'll physically put that child in state custody, and the baby will go to a foster home. So a little infant that that has possibly even issues, health issues, uh, they would be, they would have a foster parent assigned. That that's correct. And if the child was still in the NIC unit, then the emergency is not there because the child's getting his needs met. 
because the hospital is providing if if that's the situation. But when the child is better and is ready to be discharged, then, of course, the social worker at our hospitals are great, too. They'd already be in touch with the department. The department would uh, already be uh, having avenues out there knowing that in, in two days or a week, this baby's going to be well enough to be discharged, and we've got to have a home for this baby. Now, if somebody listening has seen this happening, perhaps you have had a child left with you that you didn't know was going to be there for a prolonged period of time. You thought it was a weekend, and the weekend just did not end. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Uh, Your story could help somebody else who's about to have this happen, because it sounds like this happens and you don't really know it's going to happen until it does. Absolutely. And then with the holidays, and then we're going to have, you know, we've had such a strange year, and I'm afraid that our Christmas is going to be impacted more because of the emotional and mental health need of a lot of our families, and they may still be out of work. Uh, they may have all their children at home, and the, the tempers are there, and the stress is there, and they're not able to address their needs, that um, we, we may see an increase of just uh, very disappointing Christmases for some of our families. So these are things that, uh, is there help? If somebody abandons a child with you, and let's say you're the aunt or the uncle or the grandparent, you you are not uh, legally responsible for the child, but you love that child. What do they do? What can they do? Well, if you call the department, they would initially try to see if you qualified for an emergency placement. And uh, if the parents are not around to agree to that. And um, if not, then they would see. And if they qualified, they may have to go through the foster care program, which is a long program. But there's avenues to even be considered to be that placement. But the department has certain policies. And um, if they have, they have to usually uh, pass drug tests. If they have a criminal history, that could interfere with them being, um, through their policy, being an appropriate home. Uh, but you can always go and file your own petition at juvenile court. You know, you don't, you can do that on your own. That it's a, it's a slippery slope to maneuver on your own, but you can do that on your own. Let's, uh, well, I was going to say let's take a phone call, but that person decided they didn't want to share with us. If you changed your mind and want to call back, uh, we'd love to have your story. We're talking about the youth of our country, the youth of our community. Uh, Those youth sometimes are abandoned. And uh, Judge Donna Scott Davenport and the Juvenile Court Center get those youth. On the other side of that story, what about the youth who are doing things wrong and the parents sometimes find out at the last minute, and they get uh, they want to make some changes. What what can they do? Well, of course, our uh, probation office is always open to a phone call, 
and we, we can't have our walk-in Wednesdays anymore. You know, they were so helpful for our community. But they're still available by a phone call, and I'll look that up before we leave today, and we'll get that on the web page. Um, if you have any questions and you're having a, a child that's just unruly, defiant, or you think that they've got a drug issue, uh, maybe you found some drugs in their room or you think that they may be under the influence, give give our YSOs a call. They are experts at trying to point you in the right direction for some help. And, of course, it's a two-way street. The parent and the child both need to, to weigh in. And sometimes my child is, um, the children are too stubborn, or, of course, they want their drugs. They don't want to give up their drugs. Uh, and it might take a few missteps with them to realize this is serious business. If I, if I want to have a future and I want to get along with my family, I want to live with my family, uh, then I need to buy into this as well and get some help. Now, when they are brought into the juvenile court system, do you try to put some basic uh, information into their hearts, into their minds? Absolutely. We, we still have our people now. They're waiting out in the cars a lot. But our staff uh, from the Department of Children's Services, uh, the YSOs, are there to talk to anybody and, and put in services. And they can talk to them, and I can order it, or they can voluntarily do it. Uh, but we try to do that immediately. Let's see here. Uh, our phone number, <laughs> this person keeps calling and hanging up. Uh, it takes courage to share a story. And if you have a story that you would like to share, call us and be brave. We're, we'll be gentle with you. 615-893-1415. We're not going to ask your name. We'll be right back. Judge Donna Scott Davenport is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Juvenile Court Center. A very delicate subject this morning. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, FM, FM, online. As the Christmas season is approaching, there are many parties out there and glass-minute gifts, and Demas is here to be able to help you along with all those things. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have to offer is obviously our gift cards, and the gift cards come in any denomination. We have our seasonings that makes a perfect gift. We have Demas's classic T-shirts. Demas's also now has catering to be able to serve you and to be able to take care of you. Any of this information is available online, www.demasrestaurants.com. I'd like to mention that Christmas is coming up. Hello, this is Dan Mitchell. If you're shopping for someone special, bring them into the Music World and Drummer's Den. Let them pick out the instrument they want. Santa Claus will get big smiles at Christmas. You'll be happier, they'll be happier. It's a very personal choice what instrument you play. You want to touch it, feel it, hear it. You can't do that online. Come on down to Music World and Drummer's Den across from Indian Hills Golf Course, 2762 South Church Street. We at Fair Construction offer a 24-hour emergency service. Whether your shingles are blown off your roof, you have a tree on your roof, or if your whole house flooded, we offer a 24-hour emergency service. That's why it's important to shop local. They're your neighbors, and they take care of you. We're family here at Fair Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Call 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company. 
morning traffic still holding up out here on I-24 out of Coffee County into Rutherford. We've seen some radar out here this morning up and down sections of I-24. Be careful coming past Epps Mill Road. Traffic still uh, looking pretty good, actually, on uh, Sam Ridley as you make your way towards the interstate. To cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or go online, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by Capstar Bank. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, a high around 40 degrees. West winds around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low around 21. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 28. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 750 to 810 on WGNS, AM, FM, online. Welcome back. We are talking about the juvenile court system. We're talking about the Christmas season. Talking about the cold weather, too. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Rutherford County Juvenile Court Judge Donna Scott Davenport is with us this morning. And when it's 20-something degrees outside, that has to be a horrible time to, to be homeless and to be just forgotten sometimes, yeah, especially is. with teenagers. It is. Let's see if we can't uh, take a phone call. You're on WGNS with Judge Davenport. Good morning. Good morning, Bart. Good morning. I, I have a story that I'd like to share. Sure. Uh, as you know, Bart, I, I've always liked uh, children. I do foster care. In fact, I've had uh, 64 children that live in my home, and I've always dealt with children. Wow. But one of my first kids, uh, my cousin and I was working in a factory, and we were told this lady had two children, and they were had been abandoned, and she wanted uh, she had left them with this elder lady, and she wanted somebody to come and get them because she couldn't take care of them. So my cousin, she took one of the oldest little girl, and I took the baby, and she my cousin ended up being able to adopt the older sister. But the baby, I never did get to adopt her. I had her for six months. She was a newborn baby, and I had her for six months. And the, the mother, she ended up getting back with the boyfriend, and she wanted the baby back. And, well, I had gotten a lawyer trying to keep the baby because I loved the baby so much, and I didn't want to give her up. And... The lawyer had told me that he could make them pay me uh, child support for the months that I had the baby. But anyway, he took the money, and it was supposed to have been fighting for me. The next thing that I know, he had gotten, they had gotten a lawyer, evidently, and he had gotten with their lawyer, and he called me and told me that I had better give the baby back. So it broke my heart, so I ended up giving the baby back. Oh, that is so sad. 
And and do you sort of keep up with the child? Is the child doing okay? Yeah, they lived in Franklin, but uh, she know since my cousin had adopted her her older sister, she still you know came around through the years. And when she got grown, she you know she was told about me and she knew about me and she started coming around me and she always you know called me mom and. Yeah, and she she had children. Her children call me mom. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And yeah. What a great story that turned out to started sad, but uh, ended on a positive note. Yeah. Yeah. So, with yeah. you having been uh, a foster mom for so many children, uh, what would you say to encourage somebody else listening right now who is thinking about helping? But they're not sure whether they want to go that far. What would you do to encourage them? Well, I would tell them to to reach out to the children, to 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 take them, to take them in their home. They all they want is love. There's so many children out there that all they want is love. They don't know what real love is all about. Take them, bring them into your home, and love them. Just give them love. They they just need a family. They just want to be loved. They just, oh, my God. Oh, if I had a castle, boy, I'd just fill them up with children. I'd just fill them up with children. I tell you, that is wonderful. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. God bless you for taking care of so many children. And thank you. Thank you so much. Y'all have a blessed day. You thank too. You. Bye-bye. And during this, that, that's part of what Christmas is all about. I tell you, it really is. It's this is, uh, that, that's, that's a wonderful story to hear somebody sharing that and encouraging others. And it is heartbreaking. And you think that you, you step up and, and now if you foster through one of the agencies or the department, you know, you're told you may not be able to keep the child a child because our law says reunification as long as the child's safe. But that doesn't help your heart. You know, you're going to love them, and you're going to fall in love with them, and 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 you and you think the love. And she's right. Our children want our love. They want our attention. They want us to take time to tell them, well, we're going to stop, and I'm going to stop what I'm doing as a parent, and I'm going to take time to connect with you, because it's hard parenting. It's time consuming. It's tough. And a lot of the parents that we do encounter just don't want to do that. And they leave the children pretty much to just fan. And that's what our children want. Let me share a story just last week. You know, I have so many. But this just when she was talking about that, I had a young boy that um, was in foster care. And he, he went from home to home. He didn't disrupt. It just he was older. And I think he was 14 or 15 the other week. And we terminated on his parents. And he has been in the same foster home maybe for two years now. And he was old enough to be in the hearing. And if they want to do that, they can. They can be in court. And he was old enough to do that. And I asked him when I terminated, I said, can I ask you what clicked between you and Miss So-and-so? And here's what he told me. And they both had, it was a crying moment for all of us. He said, she just loved me for me. And she listened to me. Something that simple. Where no one else in his life had. And that's all they want. That's a, And Just she's going to adopt him. Yeah, and they're going to be able to, to be adopted and, and everything. So, 
Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We still have that person who calls and just momentarily changes their mind. Maybe they could text us. Maybe. Yeah, if text they us. know how to text. 615-893-1450. Could we give our listeners some phone numbers, maybe? Sure, let's okay. do it. Uh, if you are having problems with your child, you know, and you just want to talk, you can call our YSO number. Now, this morning, I'm going to tell you, we got court, so <laughs> maybe call tomorrow. Uh, we've got court all day with them, but their number is 615-898-7850, and just tell them that, that you want to talk to somebody, you're having some issues with your child, and they're going to uh, put you straight through to uh, one of the uh, YSOs. And let me go ahead and give that 800 number for Department of Children's Services. Sure. Of course, now you can go online for them as well uh, and report abuse. 877-237-0004. 877-237-0004. That's the abuse hotline if you want to report, or you can do it online as well. Okay, so uh, use those numbers, and we will post those on our website uh, right with the podcast of this broadcast. So if you miss it, uh, after the show, check that location, too. And we'll give you the numbers. We'll go over them again before the show's over. Uh, if somebody is listening and, and they are concerned that uh, a child is being abused or they know that the child is abused and they don't know exactly what to do, what can they do? Well, uh, call that number or go online, and I always have to stress, I cannot stress enough, the more information you give them, the more they'll have to classify your call. There's there's different priorities, and if if you can give them the most information, it and you might not even think it's important. You know, you maybe saw people come and going. Any information at all, they will take the time to take all the information you know, even if you don't think it's important. Then that might bump that call to a higher priority and a quicker response. Doesn't mean that they're going to find anything, but they will respond. I don't know how quickly they would respond. It depends on the allegations when you when you call a call in. What type of information so that the person would know what to put? What is the important information? If you know their names, parents' names and address, that's number one. So we know where to, DCS knows where to go and respond. If you know where they work, if you know anything personal about them, if you know where the child goes to school, if you know anything information about that as far as teachers or grade or, or anything like that, any personal information is going to be huge so that and they can also they were looking the system they have a system and uh they search that system to see if there's any prior history it's called tfax and they'll they'll do that immediately uh so names are important addresses are important if you if you know that's that's vital if you if you know that um and then if you think anything you think uh, that they leave at five in the morning. They don't come home to midnight. I know the child's six, and I think the child's alone. And I don't, I don't know if they've got groceries, anything, environmental neglect. They're, they're got six dogs outside, and so, and it's awful. I don't can't imagine how the house might be. Any information that you have, you just give it all to them, and they'll sort it out. 
So do you find that parents are leaving the children, little toddlers at home alone on a regular basis? Is that happening a lot? Well, one of the things that is pretty current, and when I speak to civic groups, I always say, you know, sometimes it happens where police get a call of a crying baby at one of our motels where they're living, and there's nothing wrong with living in one of the motels at all. And so they call the police to investigate that. And a lot of times they go in, and a six-year-old may be taking care of a baby, and the conditions in the room are not good. Or they may be, but there's no mother. There's no father. There's no adult. And maybe the oldest child could say, well, she went out for a night of her own, or she she comes back at three. Um, They do that a lot. They, They do leave them a lot. And they could even leave them in their own apartment. But a lot of that uh, comes in from those type calls. Do you ever have any babies that are just left alone without a six-year-old by themselves? I don't themselves? know if I've had just a baby left alone that I can recall. It's usually another child that they've left in charge of, of the baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And a text coming in is asking, could you give us those phone numbers once again? Absolutely. The Department of Children's Services, it's a toll-free number, 877-237-0004. And then our youth service officers, which is our county um, probation, is 615-898-7850. Okay. And that's the county probation. Right. And I, I, if you if you don't even know what you have with your child going on, give them a call. We have the best probation. We don't have a turnover. Everybody stays because they they love what they do and they're experts. They can they'll maybe ask what kind of insurance do you have. Uh, let's let's get some assessments done. Come in. Let's talk. We have informal programs. We have a lot of informal programs. We have uh, counseling. We have services free that we can refer them to, and we can do that without court involvement through them. So now, when you have counselings, what what kind of are, are these parental counselings? Uh, children and parents. Or well, we have only? two services that we're operating under a grant, and one is called um, mediation. And uh, it might be that we have conflict within the home with a simple assault from the child to the parent. Well, if, of course, the child, it's their right, so we have to make sure they understand this is what is one option, where they sit down and they both are respected and heard as to what's causing the conflict and maybe be able to work that out through just sitting down and let's talk things through. And sometimes that will work. And then the the... The carrot with that is that part of that is uh, court costs are not assessed because, and an attorney fee is not assessed because we're going to bypass that. And then the other one that we have a great grant for is called Solutions, and that is, uh, uh, I think, an eight-week program where they do go for counseling. And, again, uh, they just got to show up. And it's right there now. They used to be in the courtroom where we could hook up the parents right then, but we have to now take referrals. And, again, the parent has to follow through. Somebody has to follow through with calling and making sure that they that they, they will go, and then we have to be compliant with the program. 
but there's they, and that's just two. There's so many things that we can do for them and avoid uh, coming into court. So these are things because we were feeling sort of frustrated with this COVID-19 and uh, some of the programs are closed because of the coronavirus. But it looks as if there are other opportunities to, to help. They were um, not at the beginning. And I think now everything that they're doing is by Zoom. Uh, I might be incorrect on that, but they are operating in, in, in doing the service. And I think it's through some type of video uh, conferencing. It's amazing what that <laughs> does. I mean, yeah. and of course, the youngsters, they get comfortable with that. I mean, oh, they they know it. You know, if I can't if I can't do anything, it's like, well, let me get, you know, my 10-year-old nephew, he can figure this out. You know, I can't do it. And then we we we're doing a lot of hearing, not hearings, but motions and that type thing and uh and we've had attorneys um we had one this week had two-day trial and they were both covid. And so that trial couldn't go. You know, they can't come in if if uh they're sick. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Judge Davenport. How are you today? Uh, I was trying to get in touch with about the phone number on Chapman Swap this morning. Well, you'll have to call back another time. That show is over, and uh, we've moved on to another subject. Uh, that number is on our website, though, wgnsradio.com. Thank you for listening. Our phone number to talk about uh, our youth services, the juvenile court system, is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. Judge Donna Scott Davenport is with us. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Cold outside. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna is reminding you not to wait on that next car repair job. As a matter of fact, if you're a teacher or first responder, there are special discounts available to you on your next job. So stop by First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. Hearing Aid and Audiology Services with Dr. Sean Lancaster. Hearing the television seems to be a big issue for a lot of folks. Dr. Sean Lancaster. We have devices that send a wireless signal from the television directly into your hearing aids so that you can hear the TV at your volume and everyone else in the room can turn the volume on the TV where they need it. Dr. Sean Lancaster. With Hearing Aid and Audiology Services, 608 East Clark Boulevard, we just want to let everyone know that we've provided tours at the Villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community. While we know these last months have been challenging for everyone, we feel we have grown closer as a family and we take pride in the safety, support, and care we have been able to provide to our residents during this challenging time. We are pleased to be able to show our community again and would love for you to have a look at what independent living could mean to you. This is Hope Rogers with the Villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community, 2550 Willow Oak Trail. Call me at 615-848-3030. Mm-hmm. 
Morning traffic still holding up out here on I-24 out of Coffee County into Rutherford. We've seen some radar out here this morning up and down sections of I-24. Be careful coming past Epps Mill Road. Traffic still uh, looking pretty good, actually, on uh, Sam Ridley as you make your way towards the interstate. To cater your next holiday party, call Princess Hot Chicken or go online, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, a high around 40 degrees. West winds around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low around 21. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 28. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We bring people to know you, and you know them. People like Truman Jones. Weekday mornings at 9, only on WGNS. AM, FM, online. Wow, Jennifer said 28 degrees. Wow. That is cold. Well, let me tell a funny story. We leave the building, and we have deer all around our juvenile juvenile Oh, yes. Just... It's right up there on Church Street. Every day, every evening when we leave. And yesterday when we when we left, Magistrate McCullough and I left at the same time. Magistrate Dodd was still working at, at 4.30, and and they were laying down in that snow. They, oh. It was like they were loving it. It was just a heartwarming feeling because oh, they were just wonderful. laying down in it. It's like we've waited for the snow. Yeah, well, you do have a lot of woods around. Yeah, they love the coats. They were having a big day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the deer are well, just all sorts of wildlife: turkeys, yeah. deer, mm-hmm. uh, just all over the community. Uh, you know, soak it in, enjoy it. It's beautiful out there. Uh, with with some of these issues, the, your your facility really never closes. Oh no, <laughs> it does not close. <laughs> I mean, and uh, I tell people, Santa doesn't come to detention. No. <laughs> so, what happens with the kids at Christmas? Who are in detention. Well, you know, we have a lot of the community uh, that come in and, and mentor our children. And, and um, they, they still get visits from their family. Uh, so we try to add a little cheer in, in, in the gloom and doom. But, you know, they're there for a reason. And it has to be pretty serious for us to be, have to restrict their freedom. Uh, but, you know, it it does happen. I mean, they are sometimes locked up through holidays. When when that happens, do you allow people to come in and uh, bring food or, or whatever to, to make it a little special? I think that they might. If they do, then they have to feed everybody if mm-hmm. they allow that. One person can't like bring. How their, much is everybody? Well, it depends. It okay. just depends on how many <laughs> come in. You know, <laughs> two or three versus a yeah. hundred. Uh, I don't. Well, we can only do sixty-four is our limit, but. Um, I, I, and that would be a director Duke question, but I, I I know you cannot bring something just for one child. You have to; it has to be shared with everybody. And I, I, we have a lot of restrictions because we're re, we're required by state law to have certain restrictions. Um, so I really let me find that out, and we'll have that discussion there on may a show. Be, maybe a you know if it's a a large number that could be something a civic group could we help do. with or a, a church group a Sunday school class cuz i know we get our food from the workhouse 
you mm-hmm. know, we share facilities with them, as, especially with the food. We go Which down is and right the trees. behind Right you? behind us. So okay. we're able to go and get, the, and the meals are still hot when we deliver them uh, three meals, three hot meals a day. So that would be something that I'll have to just inquire and we'll let our listeners know about that. But we, you're restricted. We only have certain groups or certain people after they've passed background and certain criteria that are even allowed to be outside of staff that come in and maybe help with their, you know, we have the programs with our therapy dogs and all of that. You know, we've talked about that before. When you have people who come forward and say, I want to help, and then you clear them and they start helping, do they ever come back and say, that meant so much to me. I would like to do this more than just at Christmas. And are there opportunities? Well, we we have, you know, our therapy dogs. We have drum therapy. We have a lot of, of mm-hmm. things like that for our youth. Um, and if they they don't come just one time. They commit. They commit sure. to a regular basis of coming in. And we teach them life skills. So we have somebody do, doing our life skills. Now, that may be staff that does that. But, and of course, they're going to school. You know, they, we have an education division, and they're going to school. And they're doing the schoolwork. Uh, we were doing online before online was mandated. Uh, and, you know, we've had them, I've, I've talked about it before, we've had them been locked down for some serious uh, charges and obtained their high school diploma, not their GED, but their high school diploma while they were detained with us. And so when you say serious, you can have the most serious, which oh, is possibly murder. We do we, armed we, robbery. We have in several right now that are murder, attempted murder. S- several? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What ages? Um, sixteen, seventeen. Well, yeah. You wonder what is going well, every on every week. In I mean, I had just one yesterday. Loaded guns, automatic weapons. Uh, you know, it's scary. It's scary to know that our children are out two or three in the morning loaded with with weapons and you know my grandpa say nothing good goes on after 11 o'clock at night you know but yeah and and they all snuck out from the testimony do you think um, that uh, these uh, videos and games oh i've is always that encouraging that i think that and i think our phones are toxic because uh, it's constant it's constantly uh, in their Mine and it's it's they're having no downtime. There's no put them down, get it, take a break from all of that static going on and everybody talking to you and talking ugly or um, it's not always but just talk 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 and talk bad about me. That's just so toxic. And but the games have always ever since I've been on the bench. What little video game started twenty years ago? It's always been uh, a problem because it's violent. They're usually violent games that they're playing. Do you think that ever can change? I mean, I I just don't see that. I haven't seen any change. I've seen nothing but it get enlarged as far as the brutality and the capability of having it. You know, before you had to buy a device and the games and bring them into your home. Now it's just you can go anywhere and play whatever, and, and most of it's violence. And even the topics in yeah. movies, yeah. Oh, I they're know. so yeah. graphic. So graphic. You know, it's just sad. It's sad that I know we, I don't think we'll ever go back. Not to the days that we grew up, Bard, and it's sad. It's so sad. The children are not having a chance to be children. No, and, and they're, they've got so much influence, and part of that is that phone and that social networking that's in their ear and 
in their on their eyes every day, and they feel like they have to be accepted. Again, it's that acceptance. It's that I belong somewhere. Somebody's loving me through whatever. That's 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 a parent's job, you know. And I every day I go look. I'm not their parent. I mean, I can I can hook you up. I can give you this and order you to do that. But you've got to show up as the parent. And he's got to show up or she's got to show up, and you've got to stop pointing fingers at each other. It's a family issue. It's so family the parents, issue. though, unfortunately, are of an age where they grew up thinking this way, and maybe they look at that social media oh, as they, a There parent. is. This is the generation. You know, I've got children of children, almost of children, that I've seen over 20, almost 22 years. So, Yeah. And it, it, it is. Some of them, it's that generation. We have just a little time left, and this this is this is Christmas. What would you like to leave with the people today? That we do have so many children out there that are not loved. They're being physically, emotionally abused. They're just being discarded emotionally. That again, we can't. They can't see you smile with the mask, but hopefully, they can see it through your eyes. Nod at them. Uh, send them send them a prayer out of your heart uh, even t- anytime you see a child and the children that are breaking the law know that there's a reason they're not happy and there's a reason and love them too and send prayers for them especially at Christmas it's tough on everybody at Christmas when you're not accepted and you're not loved Judge Donna Scott Davenport our guest today from the Rutherford County Juvenile Court Center Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bart. Everybody, Merry Christmas. It's going to be here before we know it.